0: In today's show, we talk about the challenges of being a woman and how to support your wife.
1: And as we open up today's show, those of you that have been listening for a while know that I like to start with a quote. And every once in a while, I can't actually find a quote that sums up what I want to say. And I have to come up with something insightful on my own. And so today, Today's quote is one that really hits home about what we're going to be talking about. And I want you to know that your health, your body, is a gift that you give to your spouse. Choosing to take care of yourself, that's not just for you. It's for your marriage too. And as we dig into today's topic on women's health and being supportive of your wife during particular health seasons and things like that, we're going to be digging into this a lot more. But we got to start off the show with a hug because this is like the part of the show that I get so excited about every week when we hear from you, be it on iTunes or via email or even the voicemails when you call in. And this week's hug is sponsored by Intimacy Reignited. And you can check this all out at GetIntimacyReignited.com. But this is for those of you that you've been looking to get that spark back. You've been trying to figure out how do we reignite the intimacy in our marriage And I'm so excited about this particular program. Um, Some of you have over time heard us talk about uh, a friend of ours, Dustin Reichman, over at Engaged Marriage. Mm -hmm. Well, Dustin and I put this program together. And Dustin has built this all out. I was interviewed on the program so that you're going to hear my voice. You're going to hear Dustin's voice. He has built this out. There's a fabulous bonus that many of you will be interested in. It's the seven days of seven days of sex challenge ebook along with a bonus Q and a that Dustin and I did together along with an interview with Dr. Gary Chapman of the five love languages. This program's robust for those of you that are looking to bring that spark back. You are definitely going to want to go to get intimacy and check this out and see what this can do for your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty amazing. Let's get to the hug. This came from a very new listener who says, let me start by saying that I felt compelled to write to the two of you and let you know how much of a profound impact you have had on both me and my wife. I decided to check out some podcasts during my hour ride to work each day. I stumbled upon your podcast and decided to give it a listen. I settled on episode 205 Work, Kids, Laundry, and Dishes. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that haven't listened to this episode, go check out episode 205. Because he says, the reason for choosing this particular episode was the fact that my wife and I were in a whirlwind downward spiral in our marriage because we couldn't figure out how to parent our four children. It caused frequent arguments, yelling matches, sometimes in front of the kids, and hours upon hours of the silent treatment. When we both felt the pressure of what's next if we can't fix this, I finally reached out to a counselor for professional help all the while thinking that we needed to fix our issues with the kids it wasn't until listening to your podcast that a light bulb went off in my head that screamed out you need to focus on your marriage first that was all in capital letters exclamation points he goes on to say if that is fixed then everything else will eventually fall into place you also encouraged me to reach out to a friend that has a great relationship with God and in, in an effort for myself to start something similar. Since that first podcast, I've introduced you into my wife's life, which I must say she's a skeptic with the best of them. Hmm. She's found such a great connection with Elisa and very often chuckles and agrees with the topics she brings up. We've begun to put each other first and slow down and listen when the other person speaks. Kudos. We're planning a seven-day challenge soon. And we'll frequently listen to your podcast in bed before falling asleep. And he goes on to say, sorry, I know we're breaking the rule about electronics in the bedroom, but I thought you'd understand. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll do a small pass on that one. He goes on to say, as I stated earlier on, I have two hours in the car each workday, and I've been using them to catch up on the podcasts. I want to be able to hear them all. Although we're about four years behind you, we're trying to quickly catch up. All the information is relevant and we don't want to miss a thing. We're also on a tight budget. However, our most recent discussion was spending the money to purchase stripped down. Sweet. We feel it would be a great investment based on the recent podcast we've been hearing as you break down the chapters. Again, I want to thank you truly for taking the time out of your hectic lives to make a difference in ours. As silly as it sounds, me clicking on your podcast that faithful day, fateful day helps save our marriage. Mm. We feel truly blessed for that. Love you guys. Mm, Love you too.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. And I know that was that. a
1: longer hug, but that was one that was just uh, chock, full of, chock full of things that I think Goodness. matter to all of you in terms of how to share this, how to introduce the podcast to your spouse and going through and finding, especially for you new listeners. And we know we have many, many new listeners. So welcome to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Uh, we know that you search through iTunes and see those different topics that catch your eye and you know you never know which one's going to make a difference in your life I mean here's one that we did 36 episodes ago mm-hmm. so it's um, yeah I mean that's seven months and yeah. you just never know you never know when you share the one extraordinary marriage show whose life you're going to impact as well so that being said kudos to that couple for taking the necessary steps to change their marriage and for getting back on the right track Yeah, they've made some great strides getting into today's show we're talking about women's health and uh, specifically, we're recording this show in the month of October, which if you're in the United States, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and you know all of that good stuff. Uh, women's health is definitely on the forefront in the United States. As far as I know, I don't know about the rest of the world during this month. And I also recently turned 40 this past summer. I had my 40th birthday. And so the combination of those two things led to me having my first ever mammogram. Mm-hmm. and we're going to be digging into kind of the emotional side of women's health in this episode. And also guys don't tune me out thinking this is just going to be a show for the ladies. Cause it's not because I want you to really get what Tony has done for me during the last few weeks as I've been going through testing and things like that in ways that you can support your wife Um, because I will tell you, having had my first mammogram, this is not something that your wife ever like voluntarily looks forward to on the calendar. She's not like, sweet, it's mammogram day. Mm -hmm. Because I will tell you that when you stand in a room with a machine that is, you know, coming up to your chest and it is a vice. I mean, if you, you know, you've seen the pictures, it literally is there to smush your breast as flat as they possibly can get it. Tony's like, shuddering right now as I'm describing this Mm -hmm. and you're just standing there and you're not supposed to breathe and you know it's just it's a very sterile room and I will tell you that on the day that I had my mammogram we had received an email from a listener asking us to pray for their family because her sister had just received a diagnosis of breast cancer so here I am standing at this machine first ever mammogram at age 40 and to top that all off I have shared in a previous podcast that I have breast implants Mm -hmm. So in addition to just the regular smushing and pushing and squeezing, they got to do a little extra because of the implants. And I'm just sitting there gritting my teeth going, oh my gosh, you know, like I thought I was okay with this. And now here I am, I'm standing here and really all I wanted to do at that point in time was cry. And I had a very nice technician and she was very sweet, but it didn't take away any of the, I don't want to be here. Uh And, you know, God bless Tony, because I called him right after. And I'm like, he says, you know, how are you? And my first thing to him is that sucked. That was horrible. I don't ever want to do that again. And yet I don't want the alternative either of not knowing what's going on with my body. And so ladies, first and foremost, I'm going to say to you, if you're at the age where you're supposed to be getting your breasts checked out, do so. Whether it be through mammogram or there are other alternative techniques like thermography and things like that, where they take like heat readings of your breast. whatever it is, please get checked out. Do it. You know, that's why I, I wrote that quote for the beginning of the show. You're not just doing this for you. You're doing this for your marriage. You're doing this for your husband. You're doing this for your life. I think so often we women, we're so busy taking care of everybody else that we put our health on the back burner. We don't necessarily, you know, like ladies, those of you that have younger children know that your kids get their shots and they get their physical every year without fail. I'm sure you men and women listening to this show, there are many of you that can't remember the last time you had a physical.
0: And I will raise my hand.
1: Yes, Tony does not know the last time he had a physical. That'll be another episode of One Extraordinary Marriage. We don't do it. We get so wrapped up in the day-to-day stuff. Yes, honey, so that does mean that your health is... Yes. Okay, he's, he's just giving me the look. I'm like...
0: I have the phone number. I just need to call.
1: Okay, thank you. I did send him the phone number. I did go that far. Um, so here I am. I'm having this mammogram experience, right? Horrendous. I don't want to repeat this. And then I have a physical, because I've also been sharing with you guys that we're getting my testosterone levels checked to see what's going on with libido, because there's low libido there. And my primary physician, my inter, uh, internal medicine doctor, refers me to back to my gynecologist and says, go get checked out. So in the meantime, Tony and I have also been having the conversation about sterilization. You know, like we've decided no more babies. We're you know, moving into our 40s. we're we're done we're done we 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 got our two
0: two, and yeah at this age i'm done no more
1: right so Initially, we're thinking Tony's going to have a vasectomy. Like we've tossed this around in the past, and now we're kind of at. I think like, we've
0: tossed it around in the past here on the show.
1: Well, we probably have. I mean, I'm sure it's not the first time you guys have heard about it. <laughs> so I actually go so far this time before I have the appointment with my gynecologist to call the insurance company to say, "Hey, you know, we've got all these clauses here. Like, what does this mean?" And they say,
0: "Yeah, what does this look like? Is it going to be, you know, can Tony do this? You know, give me we're, the we're, dollars
1: and cents. What's, right?
0: What's this going to look like?
1: I'm mm-hmm. paying you guys every month insurance premiums. Give me the dollars and cents on sterilization." And they say, well, for your husband, there'll be the deductible and the copay and this and the you know, facility fee and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, fabulous. What am I paying insurance for? And they say, but for you, you're 100% covered for sterilization. And I'm telling you, folks, I looked at the phone and said, I carried the kits. I, I had the pregnancies. I did the delivery. I put on the weight, you know, stretch marks, everything. Why on earth does he not get 100% covered for sterilization? Uh, Well, that's just the way the policy is written. Mm. Fabulous. So then I go and talk to the gynecologist. And he explains that this has to do with the fact that it's obviously much more expensive for insurance companies if women have babies. And so that's why my procedure is covered 100% and not Tony's. Okay, So we start investigating this and Mm -hmm. he starts talking about my periods and I share with him that, yes, I do have heavy periods. He says, okay, great. Well, before we even move into the phase where we're going to schedule surgery for you, a tubal ligation, I want to do an ultrasound to make sure Sure. that there aren't, you know, your your heavy periods aren't being caused by any type of like benign growth or anything in there. Like I want to just know what's going on. I say, okay, you know, I mean, I've had ultrasounds before. I have three kids. Well, I have two kids, three pregnancies. We've done the ultrasound thing. Okay. So let's get that scheduled. So Friday night, I go in and I have the ultrasound and I'm thinking, nope.
0: And and, and I just want to pop in here real quick for for you guys. You're going, what the heck is Tony doing? You know, you're you're sitting there pretty quiet. During this time, I will say, I've been talking to Elisa, asking her, how are you feeling? What's going on? You know, tell me a little bit about what's happening and also just being there. A lot of these conversations, I will say, are short snippets. They're not, you know, in-depth, hey, let's sit down, let's have this powwow right now. You know, a lot of this is, you know, we're getting ready together in the morning. We're brushing our teeth. You know, we're right there at the sink and we're just I'm just asking some questions. How are you feeling? What's going on? When she was going in for that ultrasound, I made sure that morning um to send her a text and just let her know that I was praying for her and over her. You know, as she was gonna be getting ready for this, even though she was telling me, "Hey, it's fine, I have nothing to really worry about it. you know, if there's something there, you know the doctor will take care of that, you know, not really too concerned, so I just want it to be known that the conversations we did have weren't these elongated and elaborated ones, they just didn't need to be. Mm -hmm. They just needed to be those ones where I was asking her at different times in different ways just so I could gauge where she was, if that makes sense. I was just trying to make sure that she knew that I was here, I was listening, and that if anything did come up or needed to be shared, I was right there for her.
1: So we're at Friday night when I'm having the ultrasound. And for those of you that have babies, you know that when you have to have, when you're having a vaginal ultrasound, they want you to drink 32 ounces of water, you know, like 90 minutes prior, which is fabulous if your appointment's going to be on time. My appointment ran an hour behind schedule. Mm. So I honestly thought I was going to burst. And so I'm like, can, can we do this like, today, please? Before I, you know, and then they're like... Ah, uh, it'll just be a few more minutes. Of course it will. That's what you tell. I'm like, thank goodness there isn't a baby pushing on that bladder. But I go in for the ultrasound, And Tony and I are coming up on the tenth birthday of our son Andrew, who died at eighteen weeks gestation. And so here I am. I'm going to this ultrasound. The last ultrasound that I've had was for our daughter, Abby. No big deal routine ultrasound. You know, it came at the right point in my pregnancy, just like that's where we were going, no problem. So I'm laying on this bed in the exam room. And, you know, he starts putting the wand over my abdomen, looking at the uterus and things like that. And I knew that there was not going to be a baby in there, right? Like I know I'm not pregnant, so there shouldn't have been anything in my uterus. There was nothing in my uterus. But you still, I think as a woman who has had children, you still like when you're doing this uterus thing, you expect there to be You expect to see something there and there, you know, there's just empty space. And, and now I've, you know, just because of my history of miscarriage, of losing a child, I'm back in that place Mm -hmm. during this ultrasound. I'm back in the place where for one week of my life, um, I was having ultrasounds almost every single day and just going through a pain that is 10 years old. Right. And a, a loss that even though it's been 10 years is still, still right there. And then just there was some pain involved with the vaginal ultrasound where I was and his bedside manner was not the greatest. And I don't know how much of that was my emotional state and how much of that was just his technique. But I left there having, you know, two weeks prior gone through the mammogram. Now I'm going through this ultrasound and I left there and I was just like, wow. I'm like overwhelmed with all of this being a woman stuff. I'm overwhelmed with what it feels like to stand in front of a machine. I'm overwhelmed with doing the ultrasound. And so Tony and I had a conversation that night and he's like, how you doing? And all the t- all along the last couple of weeks, I've been telling him, you know, I'm fine. I'm good. Like, this is just, you know, this is all kind of, you know, just part of the course. Like, this is what we got to get to. And it all kind of came to a, a, a culmination came to a head that night because I was like, you know what? I'm not fine. This has really been hard on me. And it wasn't that I was withholding stuff from him. I just, I think both men and women, when we're going through stuff medically, it hits us at different times. We process it differently. We process, you know, there's no, there's no schedule for processing. And so where I thought I was fine, I'm doing good. And you know, like tick off the checklist I really needed Tony to ask me that one more time. Like, how are you doing? You know, not kind of like probing, not going, okay, so it's been two weeks. It's been two hours. You know, are you okay with this? What, you know, really kind of like the nitpicky questions. Just how are you doing? And it was just, it was a quiet time in our house to be able to say, you know what, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And then he just listened And that's all I needed him to do because there's nothing that he can do to fix a hurt that is 10 years old. You know, there's nothing that he can do to bring Andrew back. I mean, that's just something that, you know, every fall we relive Mm -hmm. and this year would have been Andrew's 10th birthday and 10th birthdays are very special to me because it just kind of marks that milestone. And so this is a big one um, in terms of loss. Having gone through the mammogram and the ultrasound and just Going, okay, what's going on with my body and how does that fit into our intimacy and how does that fit into our marriage and how do we talk about these things?
0: Right. And, and we still have more to go because Elisa still has to go in and see her gynecologist possibly mm-hmm. again when the tests come back for, she did another blood draw for a different type of testosterone.
1: Just measuring different, yeah.
0: Different levels of mm-hmm. it so they can start seeing a baseline there and seeing what, what is happening also once she goes and sets up the tubal
1: tubal ligation
0: ligation thank you <laughs> I, I was i was <gasps> missing it right there <gasps> that's okay but that's another thing you know so it it it's not ending right now so we still have to have those lines of communication open and understanding okay what's happening what's involved you know let's let's keep walking through this together The thing I want you guys to understand that each of us, at some point in time, we're going to go through medical issues. Mm -hmm. You may be going through some now. You may have already gone through some. It's during these times that it is vital for you to be able to share and let your spouse know what's going on. You know? And as a spouse, being able to sit there and go, okay, I hear you. And it's something we talk about often in He zig She Zags. Is this one of those times that I need to fix it for you? Or do I just need to listen for you? Because there are many times for both husband and wife, depending on who's in it, where it's like, I just want you to fix it. I just want you to take care of it for me. And there are other times where it's just like, I just want you to listen because I need to cry. I need a shoulder to cry on. I need an arm to hug me. I need somebody to tell me I, I love you. Because I don't feel it right now. I feel I feel just drained, I feel emotionally just a, a wreck, you know And so those are those times as a spouse where we can step beside them and go, "I'm here for you." And yeah, it's tough. yeah, it's difficult. It's going to be. I remember losing Andrew and, and the difficulty we went through. Unfortunately, we didn't have the foundation back then. We didn't have it. That's why he's she zags is so vital because it gets you on that foundation of being able to communicate your feelings openly and honestly and transparently. So that way, when this does hit you, it's okay. You you understand what's going on. You can read your spouse because you've been working through these communication steps to make you guys stronger. Don't forget during this time is. It's, it's a great time to to lean on others that you know. Mm-hmm. Pull them in. Ask for help. You don't have to do it alone. You know, there are many people who love you in your community right there who can watch the kids. You know, when Elisa goes in for that tubal ligation doc, or I think they say for the procedure, you know, can be down three to five days. So we're going to make sure that we have our community here to help us with our kids and what's going on.
1: And. You know, ladies, I'm going to talk to you just specifically here for one second. When there's something going on with you, physically, share it with your husbands. Okay, it is okay to tell them that having a mammogram is lousy. And guys, when she's having a mammogram, like you know that that's mammogram day, give her an extra hug. She's going to need it because there's nothing like, you know, again, I mean, just think about it. Think about standing in front of a vice and having it squeeze you really, really hard. You would not want that done to your penis. No. No. So when she's having a mammogram, she gets an extra hug. And, and vice versa. I mean, guys, you go through medical stuff too. I mean, obviously this has been a little bit more female directed just because I've been going through this more recently. But, you know, get your physicals, get your prostate checked, get your testosterone levels checked. You know, these are things that impact your marriage. They impact you. They impact the two of you. You know, don't put your health on the back burner saying there'll be another day or there'll be tomorrow or I'll take care of this next week or next year or whenever. Because here's what happens. You don't do this stuff regularly. And then all of a sudden things are really, really bad. And you feel incredibly overwhelmed because there is that, well, what if I had just done a checkup? What if I'd gone for my annual exam? What if I had done, hey, ladies, breast self-examination once a month? You know, as I'm talking to my my primary physician, she's like, you know, she goes, the majority of all breast cancer is caught by women doing their breast self-exam once a month.
0: And I'm going to put a little smile on everybody's faces. Hey, let your husband touch them.
1: Well, and that's what I told her. I said, you know, honestly, I think if something were to happen to my breast, Tony would probably be um, the number one detector there because he knows them so well that if something was amiss, he would probably be like, what's that about? Um, And that's, you know what? If you need a reason to get close to your man, hello. You know, it's a little playing doctor at home. You know, have some fun with that. Have some fun, you know. Making the decision to be healthy, making the decision to take care of yourself. It's like I said at the outset of the show, it's not just a gift that you give yourself, it's a gift that you give your marriage. And I hope as we've been talking about some of these things, and I know, ladies, it's not easy to hear someone talk about mammograms and tubal ligations. And how do I know? Because when I was just, you know, offhandedly having a conversation with a girlfriend about this, she's like, I've always wanted to talk to someone about that. I'm like, here I am. Because you know what? Tony and I just talk about this stuff. And here's the thing. If you talk about it with your girlfriends or with your doctor, whomever, it doesn't hold the power over you. It's when we keep things locked inside, when we don't share them with our girlfriends, when we don't share them with our husbands, when we don't talk to our, uh, our doctor about it, that's when these illnesses or symptoms or whatever it is, start to take power and take control of your life. And I'm telling you right now, don't give something else the power in your life. Don't give it away voluntarily, get out there and fight for your life, for your health, for your marriage. Okay, this is your one life. What are you going to make of it today?
0: hmm yeah. So go out there. Um, I'll say, hearing Elisa talk today makes me go, okay, tomorrow I will get that number. I'll call the doctor and get my own physical. Because just like what what she was saying there, hit me right across the head and right across the face of, you know what? It isn't just about me. And sometimes I can get stuck in my own little world too. Hey, I don't want to go because this may show up and I'm a pretty healthy guy. I have been for most of my life. I am probably pretty healthy right now. And yet you never know. So I'll be going in there getting my physical done because I love her and I love my family. You know what? Um, And we love you guys. We do. We love you guys. And on our wall right here, as we podcast, we have this awesome awesome picture it says love you guys and it's made with um it's called leather art painting and we got this done when we went to Knott's Berry Farm this past summer and this guy did an amazing job and Elisa found this amazing frame I shared it amazing yeah it's just it's just beautiful and the coolest thing that's not the coolest thing the love you guys is it's about you and we do love you the cooler the coolest thing is that we have photos of you guys up on our wall. And it's so amazing to see you guys looking at us because this is why we talk about what we do. This is why we come here and we share some of these things that don't get talked about because it's about you guys. And we want more of you guys on this wall that we can walk in here and go, we know those guys, we know who those guys are, we know these guys and because you guys connect with us on social media or if you've emailed us or some of you are even Elisa's coaching clients. And so we know you and that's important to us. So it's time to send in your picture, send in your highest quality photo. You can, if you can get it like in the one, two megabytes, that would be optimal. That'd be really appreciated. Send them to info at com, and in the subject line, just put in, um, put love you guys pick and we'll know that we'll get that. We'll go to Costco. We'll get those printed up and we'll add you to the love you guys wall this week. As you go about your week, wherever you are, hopefully you're healthy and you're feeling awesome. Praise God. If it's time for you to get a physical like me, I'll raise my hand like me to get a physical, let's get it done. And for those of us who have to support our spouse, let's make sure that we just ask them about what's happening in their lives so that we can love them and just let them know that we're here for them in whatever capacity they need us. Go out, make this week extraordinary. We love you guys.